It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Rams Nation, welcome back. This is your host, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It's the Friday edition. Congratulations, you made it through the week. First week without football. Man. I've got my co-host James here with me as always. You can find him at jkroger3 on Twitter. You can find me at LA underscore Rambling Bear. And you can find both of us at Lockdown Rams or at Rams Podcast on Twitter. What's that you say? You don't have Twitter? All right. Reach out to me on Gmail. LockdownRams at gmail.com. Want to hear your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? I'm actually opening up a position, James. Here, open it up, you know, if you're yeah. interested. Okay. We've got a writing position for LockdownRams.com. We're, we're going to kind of open that back up and use that as a source to get some fun content out there. I'll be posting the shows up there again. If you didn't hear yesterday, we are now also on Spotify. So if you're listening to us on whatever platform, feel free to check us out on Spotify. You can search... Locked on Rams on Spotify in the podcast section and find your boys all up in the mix. I'm happy about that because I'm a big Spotify guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And they're pretty limited with who they allow on there. So with the network again that we talked about, Locked On, pretty cool stuff. We've got amazing hosts all across the platform from NBA to NFL. So go ahead and check out some of the other podcasts. Uh, If you're a basketball fan, check out uh, the team you like. We also have a Locked On Fantasy we also have a Lockdown NFL and a Lockdown Draft coming up. So um, check out all that good stuff. We'll be inviting some of those people on as things settle down here and we start to kind of do some more uh, crossover episodes. So stay tuned for that. Well, we talked last episode about uh, some of the mock drafts and we'll go do that. Maybe we'll do our own mock draft this year. We haven't really done one. We've talked about them, but maybe we'll, we'll mock draft it up. All right. More homework. <clears throat> yeah. And... Um, some of the moves that are coming up, coaching moves, and saw a story today that talked about um, Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell working new contracts. Ben's currently under contract, but they're going to try to rework him. He had talked of retirement at points during the season, but sounding like he's going to come back again this year. And then Le'Veon Bell, who's been basically on record saying, I want a record-breaking contract as far as the running back goes. He thinks he's the best in the league. He's got a pretty good argument over the past four years. If you're kind of looking at top running backs, it's always him and another guy. Um, This year it happened to be him and Todd Gurley. But it's going to be kind of fun to watch to see how this contract comes out. Art Rooney, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, came out and said he wants to get him a long-term deal and wants him around. Uh, We'll see if that comes to fruition for him or not and what that price tag is because Todd Gurley isn't too far behind in talks of extending or renegotiating or getting that paper paper uh, we'll see how this season comes up uh, this upcoming season if you can go back to back on great years but usually these rookie contracts are for four years so i mean you're talking end of his third year you know last year into his contract and uh, we'll, we'll be interesting to see how that develops and, and what type of season todd has and, and what the rams hold as far as his future 
a lot's going to play off of that money that Le'Veon Bell gets. So keep a close eye on, on how that goes down. Yeah, and the story for him, he's so young. Ben Roethlisberger's been in the league for so long. He's got to have to worry about what's going to happen in the quarterback situation if he gets a longer deal because uh, I don't know how much time Roethlisberger's going to have behind him. Very true. Who's the guy going forward that I'm going to have to be with You know, if I'm getting to this long-term deal? I think as he's cashing his $20 million checks in the bank, he's not going to be too worried about it. Um, but at the end of the day, these players are in the league to win championships. So and the Steelers have the most championships ever and that's that's the championship type team. So they got a lot that team has a lot to live up to and I know that, you know, on top of the money he's still gonna wanna have somebody uh, that he's gonna be able to believe in and Todd Gurley, opposite situation. He's got a young quarterback there. Yeah. He's, in a, he's in a great position going into the season knowing that his quarterback is just one year younger than him. So And is getting better and better right um, yeah you know it's fun to watch todd as he went around the media circuit circus over the last couple of weeks in the super bowl and pro bowl and listen to him just praise jared goff and say he's excited that's his dude that's his guy uh even on social media he kept you know as as he was on tv he was filming him on tv like yeah. proud of my guy so it's nice to see that relationship grow because you never want to see you know it is a business then at the end of the day but um, you want to have that connection be close because you want him to look over to his left and see his quarterback and say, you know, this is a guy I can build a career with and we can go for many, many seasons and do great things. Uh, you know, Le'Veon in that situation, you're right, can look over to Ben and say, maybe you got two years left and then I'm going to have to find the next guy. So be interesting as that, as that rolls around next year, how that works. But let's get into a little bit of this year, free agents, moves, this will only be our first talk about this, and we'll kind of dive deeper and deeper, and we'll come up with different creative ways to kind of pick your brain on it. But as you look at this class and what we've got and who's moving pieces, we talked about Tavon. He's getting some news lately uh, as reports are starting to kind of swirl about what the Rams are going to do with him. One of our locked-on counterparts, uh, Ben, who we're a big fan of over in Philadelphia, said he wouldn't mind kicking the tires on Tavon Austin. I tweeted him back and said, kick away, my friend. You break, you buy. Please buy. Please, please buy. Because I am... I'm, I'm good to see Tavon go. I think we're all pretty much on that same page, but... Is that, is that where we're going? Well, for the money he's making, I think that he needs to get out of here to save us some, some cash there. And I think there's a few teams that he would have a great fit for, Eagles being one of them. And also, you know, I know that... He, Depending on where somebody like Kirk Cousins ends up, somebody like the Jets could be a good fit for Tavon. I think they could utilize him in their offense, and he can have a major impact there and probably get similar amount of money. So, yeah, I agree. He's got to go. We need to save that money, and we're going to be able to utilize it in other ways. All right, so you're an organization, James, and you're looking to get Tavon. What what do you see in Tavon, and, and what would you pitch him to bring him over? Nice. So Tavon's got speed. He's... Not the biggest guy, but he's got speed, and you can utilize him as a receiver and as a running back if you have the right type of offense to do so, to organize and wrap that around. Yes, he didn't have the best fit in our offenses last season, especially statistically, but I think that there's teams that he would be a real standout player for, and I think he's, has, he's got speed, and he has ability to be a threat on both the receiving side of the ball and the running side of the ball. Yeah, I see. It's gonna to be tough for me, man. I'm really curious to see how it plays out. I mean, I would feel very confident right now putting down a large amount on Tavon. It will not be back as Los Angeles Ram because mm. you said you can move around. The first thing you said is he got speed. Ding, correct. That's about where I fell off with everything else. Because Sean McVay 
to me, is one of the best offense of mine. I know I'm jumping on ship with everyone else saying it and being excited with the guru stuff, but if he couldn't find a way either in the running game, in the return game, in the receiving game to get him involved, it starts to make me kind of give up on somebody. But you're very right in the right situation with speed and learning a different way to format it and trying to get him. And maybe they don't have as deep of wide receivers as the Rams now do, which is still weirds me out when we say we've got a you know, depth at the receiving core because it wasn't very long ago that we didn't. But he's still going to get an opportunity to because when you've got that game-changing speed like he does, because when he does get in the open field, um, he does have that. Maybe he can get back into the return game. We kind of took it away from him. He had a couple early fumbles, but maybe with some confidence, trying to prove himself on a new team and filling a role that needs to be filled. Maybe he goes to a team that doesn't have a, a, a good special returns guy. They give him a shot. He doesn't drop the ball the first couple weeks and boom, takes off and, and, and can flip his career back onto the positive side. Yeah, so just because we didn't have a spot for him, you're right, uh, Sean McVay's offensive genius, but we're the Los Angeles Rams. We're one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. So there's plenty of teams that he would have a major impact on. What would be three teams you'd like to see him possibly wind up with? <laughs> okay. Uh, Jets, like I said. Okay. Detroit? Detroit would be good. Okay. Houston. Okay. Jets, Detroit, Houston. Look out. <laughs> the Kroger Stein has spoken. Wow. He's gotta done. Got to call the Kroger Stein. Yep. Kroger Stein did his research. He has put it together. Look out. He's Same question to you. How are you? Uh, what would you think would be the best, a good fit for, for Tavon? Uh, I think the CFL would be a good fit for Tavon, <laughs> uh, if you ask me. I think I think he's done, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't take him. I'm I'm sorry. I'd let someone else take so you're him. You're saying Tavon is not going to be in the NFL next year? No, he said he's not going to be with the Rams. Yeah, no. I think I think there's uh, teams that have been you know pulling awesome moves in the past, like the Jets. You named wouldn't be surprised if they took a a flyer on someone like Tavon. Um, Miami, I think Landry may be on the move, so they're looking to fill a speed role down there. And wouldn't be shocked if somehow he stayed in the division. And went to the Arizona Cardinals. They're going to have a lot of shakeups down there. Larry Fitz is out. They're going to most likely have a new quarterback. Uh, Coach is out. There's a lot of moving pieces. Maybe they take a flyer on Tavon with a one-year deal, highly incentive-based. Say, hey, we're going to give you some chances at you know punt return, kick return, and there's you know we got some space in the wide receiver role, and you can turn around and burn your former team. So that would probably be my three. You never know. I'm not saying he's not going to be in the NFL because his talent's too good. Uh, as far as just the in, you know the the speed alone, but it wouldn't be a guy that I would go invest in coming off the number one offense, and he just couldn't find a way to be involved. That would be a big red flag for me. But this is a league of second chances, third chances. Heck, we're you know we even saw an article earlier talking about where's Jeff Fisher and when's he going to land back on the map. So um, not going to hold anybody out of the NFL because I think he'll have a chance, but I don't think it's going to be here with the Los Angeles Rams. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. 
Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So the funny thing is, is we kind of start talking this draft stuff and free agents. One of the big names that we, we started there with was Tavon, but he's under contract. But he is by far the biggest eyesore on our roster right now, if you ask LA Ram fans. But here's kind of a quick rundown of free agents that we have on the roster that we'll have to make decisions on. And there's some big names. Tremaine Johnson, Sammy Watkins, Connor Barwin. Dominic Easley. Don't forget about Easley because he obviously was out all last year with the injury. Uh, he is a free agent uh, and was expected to be a big part of what we did last year. Cody Davis, LaMarcus Joyner, John Sullivan, Jake McQuaid, NRC, and Lance Dunbar. And there's a few other guys kind of sprinkled in there that are free agents as well. But, um, you know, some big names. Obviously, the, the ones that stick out right at the top are Tremaine, Sammy, and then looking at the defense, Easley, Barwin, Sullivan, maybe that's one of the reasons we mentioned yesterday, looking at a center in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, McShay, that was what he predicted for us. So if we can't find room for Sullivan, whether that's money or whether his age or injury, if he's going to want to go somewhere else, um, that might be a position we have to go to. But out of that list that I named, you know, who's, who's your biggest concern? Who's, I'm going to start here and work around. My biggest concern is LaMarcus Joyner. I don't want him to go anywhere. I like it. Um, you know, he's not too much money, and at the same time, he's had such an impact. He's still pretty young, and I think he's somebody who's going to have a great that we're going to have a great need for in this defense. That's going to have to step it up a little bit this offseason and make some solid improvements. And he's going to be the ones to help us in the 2018 season. See a few names on here that you know I can I'd be okay with leaving, but uh, Joyner's probably my number one guy to keep. I like it. Everyone's really focused on Sammy Watkins, Tremaine Johnson. Um, I'm with you. Joyner is going to be a huge part of our defense, that safety position. He, he played it so well last year. He's, mm-hmm. he's a physical guy. comes out, makes the hit. He's a great tackler. He also makes plays on the ball. Uh, had a couple of great interceptions for us. Another thing that fits so well within Wade Phillips' defense is he can play multiple positions. He can fill in at cornerback if need be. When we saw injuries. We kind of moved him around the field. And he's a, he's a good enough tackler and, and cover man that we can 
utilize him in different areas. So that's another thing I see very high value in him. Tremaine, it just scares me. He's just going to be a lot of money. You know yeah. what I mean? And it, it's it's great. I think he is a solid player. But at 28 years old, uh, you know, expecting to kind of demand that anywhere from 11 to $15 million a year, I'd rather look and see what else is on the market uh, or through the draft. And then Sammy Watkins, again, same guy. Can we get him at a good value? Do we look to franchise tag him, give Joyner the deal, and then you know try to get easily back off of off an injury and right. see what he can do? Um, but I'd love to be in the room with these guys as they went and, and valued these players. And then kind of my other little random guy in here is NRC, man. Yeah. Um, he had a great year for us when he was healthy. He's another ball hawking guy. He's one of those guys that brings energy. Just on the field, you're watching him fly around. You, just, you can tell that he brings energy to that defense. He's not demanding a huge salary. I could imagine at this point. Um, I think last year he made $855,000. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? We're like, not a lot of money. Um, but those would be my kind of off-the-cuff guys that I, I'm really going to look out for this summer. So going back to the cornerback position that, you know, Tremaine Johnson sits on the top of, you know, as we look at our free agents and then NFL free agents around the league, um, he's the top cornerback on the market right now as you look at value, uh, what it's going to cost to get him. There's a few other guys. Um, David Emerson, who was actually just released from Oakland, he's going to be out there. Prince Akimura is a former New York Giant and former Chicago Bear is where he last played, uh, is going to be out there in the free agency. Brent Grimes, Jonathan Joseph, Maurice Claiborne, who was once a very high draft pick, um, is up for free agency. And then the veteran D'Angelo Hall is out there. Malcolm mm. Butler, who we've just seen from the Super Bowl Patriots, is a free agent, and we all know that didn't end well. Um, any of these names, yeah, any of these names pop out as you look at Replacing Tremaine Johnson uh, on the free agent market, is there anything that jumps at you and says maybe this guy? 100% Malcolm Butler because uh, I think we talked about it a few podcasts ago just because of what he's been able to do. And I think he's a very valuable player at this point coming off of an amazing defense. But the unfortunate thing is his current market value I think is going to be more around 12 or so million so if we have the money for that um might be worth the risk but he's out of all the names you mentioned he's one that sticks out to me another thing that sticks out is a lot of these guys are are, are a little bit older mm-hmm. late 20s early 30s so um he's on the younger side of that at 27 but still compared to some of the people at the top of the list you mentioned uh on the <clears throat> on the young side no it's a very good point butler um is 27 years old and he's coming off of you know, multiple Super Bowl appearances. He's, he's been around some great leaders in Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and I feel like he's got a point to prove now. He's kind of that chip on the shoulder of, you know, getting benched in the Super Bowl and his name kind of dragged through the mud a little bit with on why there wasn't a lot of detail. It was a lot of speculation. So I'm assuming that he's going to come out and want to prove himself. So I like that aspect of the Wasn't chip he on the, the shoulder. One that caught the interception in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was the hero a couple of years ago against the Seahawks. So uh, he fell pretty fast as far as, and when I say that, it just kind of happened overnight. No one really knew that he was going to be benched during the Super Bowl. So he definitely sticks out to me as well on that list. A couple of those guys you mentioned are getting a little bit older. Uh, Jonathan Joseph's 33 and D'Angelo Hall's 34. Even though D'Angelo Hall feels like he's like 70 I feel like he's been in the league I mean and don't get me wrong he's been doing it for a long time one of my favorite things about D'Angelo Hall was when I was living in Chicago 
he picked off Jay Cutler three times in a row. Cutler was later quoted saying, yeah, I'll keep throwing at him. It's not going to stop me. And he kind of laughed him off and said, bring it, dude. I own you. Like, you can't, you haven't completed a pass against me. So his kind of talk trash and, and his playmaking ability back in the day. But getting a little bit older. So we'll see, we'll see kind of how that goes. But a couple names to keep an eye on, you know, as the free agent market hits, especially at the cornerback position. Another thing I like about Butler Bear is he had 60 tackles last year and two interceptions. The only person on the list that he just went over with a similar number is Tremaine Johnson with 65 tackles and two interceptions as well. So these guys are really comparable, and I think that we can get Butler for probably a cheaper price. And as we mentioned many times before, this L.A. market with Coach of the Year, Offense and defense player of the year, best offense in the league. It's an attractive place to want to come. And I think that goes in its own right saying is with these guys that we currently have on our team. I mean, Tremaine Johnson, do you want to, you know, take a big paycheck and go play for the Cleveland Browns and then be in Cleveland? Like, or do you want to work out a deal? You like your guys and stick around and, and you know, obviously get yours. But you've, you've gotten franchised over the last couple of years. It's not like you're not getting paid the last couple of years. You're averaging $15, 16000000 million the last two years. So um, do you work out a deal and stay? He kind of put up an uh, Instagram post not too long ago that had deal or no deal. And he kind of said, the ball is in your court. So he's open. I think he wants to hear what the Rams are going to offer. I just hope Lesney doesn't come in that room with you know, an insulting number and, you know, ends up pissed them off or anything. But uh, he's open for some negotiation. Again, would love to be that the fly on that wall and, and check out how that's going down because uh, I want to see that first number that they present to him. That's what I'm curious about. And really just kind of wrap things up as we start to speculate. We talked about this, and I think I kind of yelled at you the other day as you were starting to cut Mark, Mark Barron. There's a lot of different moves that could happen that could free up a lot of money. Um, basically, by cutting Barron, the Rams would save $7 million in 2018. That could go to a player like Tremaine or to you know keeping Sammy Watkins. Uh, another thing that you want to watch, and, and as we talked in the draft with some of those outside linebacker opportunities, uh, maybe you slide Alec Ogletree over to the outside, go maybe get a true middle linebacker. Ogletree, don't get me wrong, has done great in, in my eyes at that position, but has struggled at times in pass coverage and um, pro football focus just was never a big fan of him as far as you know statistically so I love the leadership I don't want to see him go but um, maybe we slide him over get a draft pick we'll see how all these moves shake out but there's a lot of interesting ways that you can you know look at this this roster to save room you know we talked about age Uh, you know we got Robert Quinn who's getting old and and he's owed a lot of money $25 $25 million is owed to him over the next two years. So I know Les Need and those boys in the front office are are well aware of those digits. Yeah, I really don't like the Mark Barron move because $7 million isn't going to give us enough savings to replace what he's done. He has the second most tackles last year on the team, and I don't think – I'm a huge fan of him, and I don't think that little savings is going to be able to replace what he's been able to do on this defense. And that's what we call My Two Cents with James Kroger. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you, James. I mean, when you start to look at this roster and you start picking it apart, you really got to be careful if you're the front office on trying not to get too creative in what you're doing, right? Uh, you don't want to mess up the chemistry. You want to keep a core. You want to keep the guys, as we mentioned, like Ogletree and Barron that go out and the heart of the defense and and lead by example during the season and during the offseason. So 
like we told McVeigh a few times in some of those in some of those games where we said you're coaching too cute, just coach how we know you can coach. Same goes the less need. Don't try to get too creative. And you know, here I was earlier saying trade back for some extra picks and things like that. Do what you got to do, but don't mess up our roster, man. We'll trust in them. And I know that they're going to look at some of these numbers. One of my favorites about Mark Barron this last season is he had six tackles for a loss. The only person who was higher in that is obviously Aaron Donald with seven, but nobody's even close to a couple people have half of that. So he had a huge impact defensively here. And uh, I know that Snead is going to make the right moves he did last year, and he's going to pull the right strings and and make some solid stuff happen for us. But, yeah, the Mark Barron talk, I'm, I'm not liking it. All right. Only time will tell, my friend. Well, Rams Nation, thanks again for joining us on the Friday edition of Locked On Rams. Again, you can reach out to me on Twitter at LA underscore Rambling Bear, Kroger 3 Locked On Rams and Rams Podcasts. We're always engaging. We've slowed down a little bit in the offseason, but there's still some good content. So if you see something interesting, tag me. I want to see it. If you have something fun we should talk about, hit me up. We want to talk about it. But Rams Nation, you know the deal. Until next time, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On fantasy football only on the Locked On Network.